0: This is At-Risk
1: Radio. Welcome to At-Risk Radio. At-Risk Radio is a show where we talk about Christian leaders in the church that is in the highest risk areas. My name is Mark Stafford, and I'm here with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. Uh, David, you've shared with me this statistic that only 3% of the money that's given towards missions is going to the 40% of of the most unreached and persecuted places in the world. It seems disproportionate, um, but the people who need the money the most don't often uh, get those kind of resources. And one of the greatest examples of that is North Africa. What we're seeing with North Africa is that there's maybe only between one and maybe four and a half or so percent in any given area of Christians. And yet there's very few workers who are willing to go there, but SOM. SOM has a worker and has a church planting school uh, right there in the midst of all of these um, heavily persecuted villages. Tell me a little bit about what's happening with SOM Senegal.
0: Yeah, well, Mark, in Northwest Africa has been incredibly exciting to us in the last few years, what we see God doing. It's just part of the global work that God has his eyes on the, the children of Ishmael. And there's so many prophetic promises in Scripture of God bringing back Ishmael's uh, children spiritually back into the fold of Isaac uh, with the blood lineage of Christ and to one family in living in peace with God, peace with others. And so Northwest Africa in the first time in history is beginning to experience Revival. I want people to know that that God has not forgotten them and heard these prayers. And this is an area that's 99 percent unreached. Villages have uh, are what we call zero reached. They don't have any Christian witness, um, and they just have a lot of witchcraft in this area. I mean, the demonic oppression is normal. When you talk about um, people being possessed there, I mean, that's you know, believer non believer. They get, they get exactly what that looks like. Um, and they and they're tired of this spiritual warfare. They, I mean, they they're oppressed. They're they're sick on a regular basis. They live in fear. They live in fear of darkness. They live in fear of animals and, um, you know, and, and death. And, and it goes on and on. And, and so any uh, help is always so welcomed. And um and so it's been it's it just exciting to see what God is doing. Um, one of the things I was so excited about this year was one of the uh, villages had a believer these two believers got married and then they moved out of the area and they came to Christ uh recently and then they just had their first baby uh Mark and you know naming around the world a baby is a, you know very significant spiritually because you know around the world people really name their children after you know their religion after their god it's actually in the United States too i mean there's a lot of humanism so today people give very humanistic um Names, but you know, most a lot of Christians give Christian names. in The United States, and and you know, and if you're a Muslim, you get a Muslim name. And so they were gonna have a and and the and when they name a child, they have a big party. It's a village event, and the word got out that the these, these these two were Christians, and they and so they to have this event, you go back to your original village. So they were gonna have the naming event at their Christian village. I mean, you can imagine what's happening that they feel freedom to do that as a Christian. Um, that they've gotten favor and they, you know, there's respect for their lives. So they were allowed to do this and they were going to name their baby a Christian name. So they, they got such curiosity of it. Gave 500 believers, excuse me, 500 non-believers, Muslims of the, you know, the cynical East, came to this naming um, ceremony and he had a pastor in the area, um, the greater area, come and share the gospel for the first time to his village for this naming contest. Now, they were so enthralled listening to this, never hearing the gospel before. One of the elders afterwards came to the pastor. He said, it is your fault. All these years, we've been oppressed by demons and difficulties um, and oppression of darkness spiritually. And today's the first day we've heard this. When you've lived not that far away, you've never come to our village. And they said, you must bring, come back and teach us more about Jesus. I mean, that, isn't, that has, just hasn't happened, Mark. Uh, and that's what's happening in Northwest Africa. And, and uh, a brother there is leading the work there. And we assist him in, as you mentioned, these uh, church planting schools that for the first time in history that we know of, um, African-led, um, or in Muslim background-led, uh, muslim um, you know, church plans is going out this last year. They graduate 210, mostly Muslim, Muslim background believers now, who are going to these unreached villages and preaching the gospel. And and so, that's you know, that's what God is doing. And yeah, then you brought up, um, most of you know, Joshua Project puts out 40% of the uh, world is still unreached, just like Senegal, just like Northwest Africa, and they're reaching out to. Their their neighbors, Martinia, Mali, Guinea-Bissau, Guinea-Conakry, Gambia. And and, and, they, and there's all these believers that are going to these areas. But that, that represents the rest of the world, 40%. Again, I, I hope people think about that. And 10 people, four, would totally never heard the name of Jesus, never heard the gospel, don't have access to a Bible in their own language, um, any Christian book. I mean, you just go on and on, um, not know a Christian. And, um, and yet in, in the United States, if you look at less than 3% of all the resources, which would include all the money given in that time, all the buildings built, um, all the missionaries uh, sent out, uh, so you know, human resources, are focused on the 40% of the
1: greatest need and the greatest persecution. Uh, I think there's a lot of people that are... Surprised by those kind of numbers, um, uh, a lot of people are under the assumption that with the Internet, with the technology we have, with, uh, with television and radio and and uh, really the the greatest spread of information we've ever known in the history of mankind that, you know, they can't we couldn't possibly be 40 percent uh, of people groups around the world have never heard the name of Jesus. I think that would surprise a lot of Christians uh, who are assuming that maybe there's a outlying tribe here and there. But what we're hearing from the front lines is that it is alarming, the number of people that don't know Jesus. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about church planting. Why is church planting such a critical strategy for uh, reaching people and helping people grow in their discipleship as Christians?
0: Man, let's do that, uh, Mark. Let's do it in the second half because I really want to get into what God is doing and the multiplication, how lives are being changed, and how this is a tool that's uh, changing—you know—people and and homes and villages and states and even countries. I and mean, we, what we see happening, is nothing short of historic. Uh, so, I yeah, so we'll get into that.
1: Well, we'll pick up right where we left off in the second half of the program as we come back with David Witt to talk about what God is doing in North Africa within the Church at Risk. We'll be right back. Can you imagine trying to disciple a church with only one Bible? This is Mark Stafford from At Risk Radio and our contacts in Venezuela are telling us incredible stories about people coming to know Jesus, all the while pastors are missing Bibles for their people. After receiving a Bible from our ministry, one man said with tears in his eyes, no one has ever given me such a beautiful gift. At Risk Radio, in our partnership with SOM International, is working to bring 2 million Bibles into Venezuela. For more information about how you can help, go to atriskradio.com. Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. Now, David, we went into our break with this pressing question. What is the vision? What's the strategy behind using church planters specifically as we're trying to reach into um, unreached villages and not only make converts, but make disciples? Why is church planting so critical?
0: Yeah, until we empower the nationals, Mark, there's, these nations aren't going to change. If, if they're you know hired hands, what some people use the term rice Christians, they'll be Christian for rice. And there's not a true heart change to clean, cleanse their heart, get the nature of Christ. Um, You know, we're not going to change the community, the families. And and so and God is the first one who wanted multiplication. I mean, Christ tells us uh, that we're to go make disciples of all nations. And when we look at these nations, like just as Senegal, we're talking about today. There's 26 unreached people groups, totaling 13 million people. Um, You know, we just can't send enough missionaries there. The God needs to raise up a missionary force within these nations. And so that's why the tools of discipleship schools are so key, because it's just giving them, you know, it's giving them the plow instead of the ear of corn kind of thing. We're giving them the tools to transform and plow up their own nation so that they get to a point of abundant provision. Abundant transformation, righteousness, peace, love, and all the fruit, joy um, you know, over the people instead of fear. So that's that's why we just, if everything we do, uh, you know, our tools. And so also um, in in Senegal, I want to mention the, the sewing uh, schools we started there. Uh, we're engaging, you know, vulnerable women, um, you know, single women, um, women who don't have an education, illiterate. And they were able to uh, learn sewing along with discipleship to the word of God, who they are in Christ, and then how to share Christ with others and the power of the gospel. And so we give this a, a micro business uh, that they make in their home. At the end of graduation, they get a sewing machine uh, by faith. And uh, then they start the sewing centers, and they're able to serve a physical need of their village. And as villagers come and wait for their garments to be stitched and and to be, you know, uh, mended because they've gotten you know holes or whatever, they need help. Um, they, they share the gospel with their neighbors and uh, with their clients. So it's just an incredible way to empower uh, the you know, vulnerable, the women, um, uh, the, the lost, the hurt, um, the broken, and, and then build up their lives. And that's multiplication because now other women are seeing what happened to those women. And that's why we love our sewing schools. Uh, that's the same, again, picture with the, the church planning schools. These uh, men have had no vision for leadership. And now they hear that Christ makes them a leader because Christ is in them. And Christ makes everybody a leader, you know, who turns to them because we begin to influence people to righteousness. And so that's why we believe that we're a ministry to empower leadership through tools. They're willing to pay the price, but they lack the tools. And so we could come beside them and give them that
1: yeah what you keep saying is that you're all about leaders you're about uh, first of all with these ladies helping them be a, a business leader in their in their village and using that position of of leadership in a business and a marketplace context to share the gospel uh specifically uh with the men you're training them up to be uh, leaders within the church and sending them out as church planters and the mission statement behind SOM International is this, is internationally serving leaders who risk much for Jesus. So it sounds to me like leadership is really important to you. It might even be the most important thing to SOM International. So talk a little bit about how you identify these leaders and why leadership is so critical when it comes to uh, not just, you know, rice for Jesus, as you as you put it, but uh, a really uh, bringing about life transformation uh, within the local village people.
0: Yeah. Well, Mark, I think it's key that people understand what leadership is. And uh, Christian leadership is influencing people in the way of righteousness. And we know the only true way of righteousness is a transform life by the Spirit being born in a person, the spirit of Jesus Christ and the gospel of Jesus Christ. So Jesus gave the ultimate leadership command, go and make disciples of all nations. I mean, that is the command of leadership for the global church, for the, the institutional church. God is working in the Muslim world, and he's just inviting others to be involved with what he's already doing. And, the, and that's leadership transformation and production. And, and so we could just simply offer the tools to increase what God is already doing.
1: So some of our listeners are going to be hearing what you're saying and they're going to say, look, I, I this has to cost some money. I, I would love to be involved in getting a sewing machine to a lady who's starting a micro business. Others are church planting oriented and they would say, man, just let me know. What is it going to take to get a guy a Bible and some Bible studies tools and maybe some classes on how to start a new church. Um, if people wanted to get involved with what's happening right now in North Africa, how could they get involved with this kind of ministry?
0: Yeah, so sign up uh, at risk radio uh, and they could uh, get, you know, start that relationship with us because relationship starts with knowledge and we're not going to relationship unless they sign up. But then they could ask specifically today about um, our update on the 40 uh, percent unreached and uh, persecuted world, and we'd love to send some more information, what we've been talking about, and then the tools you're talking about, how they could even buy a sewing machine for as little as $100 as a sewing machine. It it transforms a uh, a woman for the rest of her life. Uh, So we have lots of tools like that that people can get involved in, but we'd love to inform them, inspire them, and then people can pray about how they could be involved.
1: Well, to be kept up to date about what God's doing within the church at risk all over the world, go to atriskradio.com and sign up for the newsletter. I'm Mark Stafford, and this has been At Risk Radio. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.